Editor Best Boy Dan here. This pod is so thick that it is actually a five-parter. Yes, you heard correct. We are breaking down 2021 into five parts. One through four will be winter through fall, respectively, with the first ever Best Boy Awards working title to finish everything off. All of the content has been previously recorded, and we are working hard to get each episode out as soon as physically possible. So please enjoy our first OVA series, 2021 Anime Roundup. Part 3, Summer 2021. What? Do it. Do what? Do it. Say it. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> Say it. Uh, fine. Meat and potatoes. 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 And next up, we've got summer of 2021. Summer. Yep, it's that summertime feeling. Anyway, um, the first thing that we have to talk about is that time I got reincarnated as a slime, season two, part, part two. two. <laughs> we got two parts this year. Um, and off the bat, I will say part two was probably the slowest like part of um, slime that we've had so far in, in the series. Yeah. It uh, wasn't bad. It was just slow. Side note, I, I kind of dig this thing that anime's been doing a lot recently where they'll release like the first core uh in like you know winter and then like two seasons later you know they'll have the second core of it yeah it's it's kind of nice because you're like oh i i get like this show but it's spread out more yeah you get some time to let it breathe and digest like over you know it comes out in winter and then like you see it again in the summer you don't have to like be so diligent about keeping up week to week with it too. Yeah. You know, if you're a little bit behind, you have some time to catch up. I will say this, it was very nice, uh, you know, that we also had this with 86, to find out that like, at the end of, um, I think it, it premiered also in the winter season, mm-hmm. and then like, as soon as it ended, to be like, hey, part two, it's mm-hmm. ready, it's coming, in the, like we knew exactly when it was going to come yeah. and it felt good to to know like okay there's going to be a little bit of a break we'll let it breathe but we're going to have it back soon yeah. you know uh, especially with uh, we'll talk about that show more later but yeah. 86 I think was a really good example of splitting it up absolutely um, but yeah I mean as far as slime is concerned um, you know slow but good yeah, the the overall like concept of uh, Walpurgis uh-huh. <laughs> um, was really interesting. The kind of like gathering of these uh, demon kings um, and kind of like seeing some of the other character, like kind of big bad characters that yeah. we haven't gotten to meet, and then seeing how Rimuru interfaces with all of them. Yeah. Um, it's the kind of the only downside is to get to that part of it. Like you, there's so much planning. Like we talked yeah. a lot about like the meetings that happened in, in, in this season. And, and this is like where a good chunk of them happened. Yeah. Um, 
but like we said before too is like i think this is going to be a solid like kind of ramp into whatever season three is like they've built the world up now they can really tell a very interesting story yeah and you know what i really think they will i don't think uh, i i would like to believe that they're gonna hit the mark on this one um though uh, the one one positive thing i will also say about this season though is uh i really enjoyed Veldora throughout it <laughs> yeah Veldora was great like especially now that he's like okay i don't want to give away too much but like in this season he's great because of because of things that happen yeah no but it, it, a good a good addition to Rimuru's entourage. Yeah, he's like a solid, like, of this season, a solid best boy mm-hmm. for this show. Yeah. You know? Like, maybe not overall in the show, because, I mean, Gobta, but, like... I mean, Gobta, but also... Ranga. Uh, Ranga, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> there's, a lot of, there's a lot of best boys in this show. Yeah. Is there only one best girl, though? Shion? Yeah. Or what about... Yeah, no, Shion. It's yeah. Shion. It has yeah. to be. <laughs> like, like, for a second, I thought, like, maybe her, her demon sister Which, with the pink hair, who's very nice, but, like, Shion. I mean, I thought it was interesting that they brought Shion to the, um, to the... Uh, wall purchase as well. Yeah, me too. And I love how I love their rationalization for it, which is like, if we don't, it's going to be more trouble than if we do. <laughs> well, that's that's kind of what's so great about her character is like, she comes at everything with like such a pure heart. Yeah, and um, intensity, and intensity, and like, you know, people just like accept her for that yeah she's that friend who is is ride or die to a degree that is occasionally problematic yes <laughs> it's like oh someone someone was mean to you let me go get my good machete and we'll yeah. go solve this it's like no it's okay <laughs> we don't have to do that but thank you yeah it's me i'm that friend yes, yes exactly i'm not i shouldn't have as many machetes as i do well you gotta protect yourself yeah. um and my stuff. And speaking of protecting yourself. And you, my stuff. <laughs> uh, you have to protect your heart from this next one because it might just steal it. <laughs> and it oh, that I'm that was a transition. <laughs> get him a Pulitzer or whatever podcast prize we get. I don't is there is there a Pulitzer for that? Streamer? No. A streamy. Oh, a streamy. <laughs> We'll call it a potty. No, we won't call it a potty. A potty. It's Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, season yeah. two. The, oh. the official title of which is Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid S. Yes. And what does that stand for? Uh, super something. Super. <laughs> yeah. Um, it stands for all the things. Yeah. No, it's great. Um, we've, we've been looking forward to this for a long, long time. This is something I never expected to be blessed with yeah. a second season of. Yeah. Um, like, you, one would always hope for, but to, to think we would actually get something like this. Especially, like, I know it is a very well-received, you know, franchise. Yeah. Um, and is, like, relatively well-known, but it is definitely a niche show. It's niche... It's a niche show from a niche studio, because um, like I mean, one of my favorite studios. Oh yeah, Kyoto Animation is amazing. Um, I'm really glad to see that you know after the arson attack, they've managed to bounce back in such a fantastic way. Um, because this this season of the show really shines. Like it's not a lot of times you get a sequel season for something after a very long time and it's a little disappointing. This is not the case here with Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid season two. Um, it's fantastic. It fires on all cylinders from the very moment it starts. Also mm-hmm. was a contender for battle anime of the year. Yeah. Cause like it has some Kyoto fight animation scenes in it. animation can like animate fights. 
Yeah, it has some fight scenes in it, and it just blew us out of the water. We're like, like we never expected this little anime about a little dragon family to have such exceptional fight scenes. Yeah. Um, stellar OP and ED, as, as usual. usual. Um, the animation is top-notch, top-to-bottom. Yeah. Really... The thing that makes this such a standout show, though, is the characters. Yes, and we do need to talk about the characters because we have a new character this year. Yeah, Alulu. Yeah, and Alulu is very a very polarizing character. Super polarizing. Um, the How do internet you feel about Alulu. Ah, you know, I have mixed feelings about Alulu because, like, I all I I do think a lot about the whole like body image in anime, um, and like. The one thing, the one negative thing you can say about Dragon Maid is it does fall into a lot of the same traps that a lot of anime does, where things are animated for the male gaze in a lot of ways. Um, and Ilu is kind of like a very extreme example of that in some ways, you know? So I, I have a different take on it because the the way I kind of choose to view it when it comes to KyoAni is just that, like... To me, it feels as though those characters are almost a commentary because, like, they're so exceedingly well endowed. Uh, like, I mean, on a certain level, maybe, but I feel like one character like that is a commentary, and then three is a pattern. <laughs> I mean, technically four, really. Yeah, four. <laughs> but I'm not saying, like, I'm not, like, knocking Kyoto Animation for that. That's not a problem with Kyoto Animation. That's a problem with anime. Yeah. Um, well, and that's what I, I think is, like... I, because Kyo Annie like tends to pick things that like subvert, you know, kind of classic uh, expectations from animation and um, storylines mm. uh, and all that. Like, that's why, like, for a company that pays so much attention to it, because like, and you have to talk about it because it is such a prominent feature of the character design. Um, like it is intentional to some extent. And, and for me with what they produce, I find it hard to believe that they're solely doing it for like the male gaze or if, something like that. If it were just this show, I would be inclined to agree with you, but I've seen other animation from <laughs> Kyoto animation and it's you, not in a vacuum. That is, you know, like I'm not going to say, that is a fair point. <laughs> I'm not going to say they're solely doing it for the male gaze, but there is definitely an element of, and again, this is not a problem with Kyoto Animation. This is a problem with anime in general. Yes. There is an element of this kind of body fantasy extremes um, that we, is pervasive amongst the the medium. Do we know the gender uh, identity of the person who wrote Kobayashi? Uh, off the top of my head, no. Um, but I'm sure that's something you could find out. <laughs> if I'll look it up. Yeah. Why don't you talk about uh, how much... You love the show. <laughs> well, I'll talk a little bit more about Ilulu while you do that. Sure. Um, because I do like Ilulu as a character. Um, you know, that body image uh, issue aside. Um, I do think that despite everything we just talked about, <laughs> what China did about Ilulu was wrong. Um, basically, they just like, uh, in order to air Dragon Maid in China, they, they removed her breasts and covered her in a sheet. And it's like, okay, like maybe that's not the answer, but also how surprising is that from China? Um, but as a character, Ilu is great. She, uh, she gets a lot of really good growth out of this season. Um, she kind of comes to represent a, a reminder of the world where these dragons come from. 
and the kind of the way that it is it is embroiled in conflict on a regular basis and how different their lives with Kobayashi are from their lives as dragons. Um, and I think that's an important arc for this story to tell. Uh, if you haven't seen this show yet, you don't really know what I'm talking about, but you'll get it pretty quick once you start watching. Um, Dan, did you have that answer ready for us? So I do have sort of an answer. Mm -hmm. it, as it turns out, um, the uh, manga is written by someone by the name of Kul Kyo Sinja, um, <laughs> or something like that. Uh, but, uh, it's a, uh, what was the fancy word you used? I nope. believe it's nom de plume. Yeah. Not, not or nom, pseudonym nom de plume. <laughs> Listen, it's French. It's fancy. Okay. I can't speak French. It, it's even worse than oui, me oui. pronouncing Japanese. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. So we don't actually know the gender of that. Yeah. And that's not too common. Uh, that's not too uncommon when it comes to, to manga artists. A lot of them do work, uh, semi-anonymously, um, and you know, I I feel like it, it it's not it's it's not an un it's not it's not a non-issue, but also like it's something we don't it's not an answer we have to have in yeah. order to have a critique on the 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 it way that it's presented. Just be, yeah, interesting to to see where it comes from. But yeah. uh, for me, honestly, the the issue I have with Alulu's body has nothing to do with her breasts, but rather her hands. Oh, yeah, her hands, too, yeah. <laughs> uh, which is maybe one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen. Um, watch it. It's very funny. Um, but, yeah, I, I, the thing I really love about Kobayashi's Dragon Maiden, the reason why I'm so glad to see it back, is that I think it does a really great job of portraying non-traditional relationships and also just showing a, a really tight-knit, family yeah um and and i use that word like kind of very loosely and not in the sense of like blood relations but like the family you build mm -hmm. um and and what it means to to be happy really mm -hmm. um is is kind of a big issue that this show tackles so yeah um all in all like it, it is out there you know we kind of hit on some of the more like contentious points of it um but to me, those are almost a non-factor with this show. This yep. is easily one of my favorite animes. Absolutely. Period. End of story. <laughs> I'll never forgive the Chinese. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, in in a kind of similar world, but a very different show, we also had the great Jahi will not be defeated this season. Yes. And uh, I didn't make it all the way through this one. From what I saw, I liked it. It was kind of hailed as, like, this huge, like, comedy that was coming. And, yeah. And I don't know if it, it had that sort of impact. It, yeah, it kind of, um, I, because I didn't read the manga either. I was aware of it, but I, I didn't, uh, I w went into this one cold. Um, I did watch the entirety of the first part, which came out in uh, the summer. I'm not entirely caught up on the continuation of it, which, ha which it continues into the fall. Um... But, uh, you know, all in all, it was fine. It, again, it was, like, kind of a low stakes. Like, it kind of took the place of Nagatoro uh, for me in the summer season where it was something I could come home from work and I could just, like, turn it on and, like, kind of... It's very episodic, so, like, it, it you know, it, there's not a whole lot of continuity between episodes. You don't have to, like, try to remember what happened in the last episode, like, without... Obviously, there is a story, but, like, if you don't remember everything about the last episode, you're not going to be, like, lost or anything. Um, as far as the plot goes, it kind of follows um, 
the character Jahi, who is the second in command of the Demon Lord's army, and like a magical girl comes and destroys the demon realm and like scatters the demon army, uh, and this like magical mana crystal that they get their power from. And because she no longer has the power of the mana crystal, she can't <laughs> it's maintain... It's very, very Inuyasha. <laughs> yeah. So she can't maintain the form of her, like, adult demon body for very long. So, like, when she runs out of mana, she just, like, turns into a kid. Mm. Um, and she has to, like, get a job at, a, at a, like, an izakaya while she's looking for more mana crystals to, like, try to regain the demon realm. And, like, she ends up running into... All pe- or all sorts of like other demons who are like, you know, who have also been cast out from the demon realm and are like up to various things and like, who are on her side or not on her side. You know, she runs into magical girls that she has that she comes into conflict with. Um, it's an interesting little fun little show. Um, like I said, I ended up not fully keeping up with it in the uh, in the fall, but it was nice for for what it was. Yeah, it's it's fine. I think for me, the biggest thing is I, I have trouble with shows where the protagonist is like false bravado mm. 24/7 um well um i will say that it that's not necessarily the case throughout the entirety of jahi so like it's it's one of those things where it has that kind of facade to it so that when it comes down it can have meaning okay. you know yeah um but uh, yeah, I can I can understand that that uh, that criticism of it as yeah. well. Yeah, I mean maybe that's why I lost initial interest in it. But if if that isn't a defining feature of it, then I would be very curious to continue exploring it. Yeah. It's one of those ones that I think you know when I just need something fun and lighthearted to like kind of have like uh, you know one season. I think I'll pick it back up again. Yeah. It, it's not a bad show. Like it, if you like comedies and you know you need something to watch, it, it, you know I'd recommend it. For yeah, that. if you want like a kind of a, a semi wholesome silly comedy, this is probably your your bag. Um, next up, we've got a comedy of the romance variety, uh, and that is the Duke of Death and His Maid. I loved this show. The only thing I didn't love about the show was the animations. Yeah, the weird. animation was a little it was weirdly CG and then the backgrounds were like painted which at first I was like, okay, I can see where they're going, but after a while it was a little bit grating, but the story more than made up for it. The story was done really, really well. It basically follows the tale of this uh, this kid who when he's a child a witch curses him um, and she's basically like, you know, for all the rest of your life everything you touch will die and no one will ever love you. Um, so like now <laughs> I think I have that same curse on me. <laughs> right. Um, so now like anytime he touches like living things like flowers or like anim- animals or even people, they die. Um, so like he has to go throughout his entire life without ever touching anyone. His and- family like basically shoves him in this like chateau out in the village, like all by himself. Cause they don't want to be near him. Yeah. So like he's, he's been outcast by his family and like the only people who he really comes into contact with. Not are actually comes into not contact. physical contact, but like <laughs> regularly interacts with are basically his maid and his butler, um, and his maid um, is like a like a, a a childhood friend who is like devoted to him, um, like for reasons that I won't. Has always served. Well, there are other reasons too Ooh. that I won't uh, I won't get into because I don't want to like spoil the story at all. Um, but it's overall it's a very cute, interesting, very funny story. Um, there's a lot of really good comedic elements to this story, uh, and I feel like they're always timed very perfectly. Mm. Um, 
and I, I don't know, like as far as it, it'll never, it'll never reach the kind of, um, I feel like it, it'll never reach the kind of like lofty heights it the story deserves because the animation does hold it back a lot. Mm. Um, but it's one that I will definitely be keeping an eye out for, uh, for a season two. I, I don't remember if it's been confirmed or not. Oh. Um, but I, you know, overall, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I thought it had a really interesting story to tell. The that show gave me so much anxiety, though, because yeah. like one of the things the the maid does is like get very close to the protagonist mm -hmm. uh, in situations where like you know he could accidentally like touch her and then she'd be like dead. Yeah, um, and. <laughs> and in that, like, I just couldn't help but think, like, this show would be really different and, like, <laughs> like much shorter if he, like, accidentally touched her and she just died. And yeah. then it's just, like, about him just moping. <laughs> like, uh, nothing left to live for. Yeah, it's definitely, well, I feel like that that definitely adds a, an element of tension to it that, you know, some other stories don't have. Um, well, it's also which that, is, like, forbidden love, which, like, everybody loves. Right, you get some of that, but, like, also you definitely get, like, this, uh, it's a different type of story, because it's, it's less about, a lot of, like, rom-coms end up just being a constant struggle of will they, won't they, you know, whatever, confess their love for each other. In this case, it's not really the case. It's not necessarily a matter of, like, of, like, oh, will they fall in love with each other, or blah, you blah, know. blah. You know they will, but, like, can they, like, the struggle is, you know how they do they have. find a way to coexist yeah. with this, you know, with this curse that he lives with, you know? Yeah. And and I they find really kind of nice ways of showing intimacy without it being about contact, which is nice to see in media too. Like uh there's one scene where they dance together, which yep. like is totally nerve-wracking for me cuz I step on people's feet when I dance. So mm -hmm. like if I were him, I would definitely accidentally murder her, but not me, bro. I cut a rug. Um but like, you know, they kind of do the dance where they like hold their hands up to each other and, you know, uh have their arms like hovering at each other's waist and it's this nice moment because they share that intimacy without it just being about the physical contact yeah and i think that's really well done um so next up we have uh a very complex sports drama show uh remain which i also like literally just realized can be read as remain yeah i mean that's where <laughs> it gets its name from it gets its name from a rule in in um uh, water polo, which ah, is the sport that this show is about. Hey, that makes sense. Yeah, which is good because I have no idea what water polo was before I started watching this show. Um, because why would I? And and that's the beauty of sports anime is you you know you don't have to like the sport to like sports anime. Yeah, but uh, this one basically follows uh, the main character. He is like a very like he's a high highly skilled water polo player. He's part of like the number one junior high school team in Japan. Uh, but after they win that title, he um, he gets in an accident, like a really bad accident, um, and he loses. He's in a coma for a long time, and he loses his memory. Um, but uh, you know, he decides that uh, he, he he after like talking with his family, like he doesn't remember anything. But his family tells him stuff, and he obviously he sees pictures of himself, like with like uh, holding a trophy, and like he knows he has been you know involved in water polo. But he kind of decides to like, hey, like I don't even remember the rules of this game. I'm not gonna try to like, you know, regain my lost glory or anything. But he kind of ends up getting like. Um, 
like he can't escape it. Like yeah. it, people recognize him for what he for what he is, um, and they keep trying to get him to join the water polo club. And eventually, he he just agrees. Um, but it ends up kind of being like this uh, story where he he learns about the person that he was and it's, before it's not, the accident, it's, and it's and not it's not a flattering portrait. Yeah, it's not what he expected. He doesn't like the person that he used to be, and he kind of has to come to grips with that. Um, you know, with the reality that he was a very uh, a very um, talented athlete, but a very like not a very good person. And it's funny because it kind of deals with a thing very similar to Bunny Girl Senpai mm. of like dealing with identity, especially when it comes to lost memories. Yeah. Um, so it it is interesting to see how they handle it and how that progresses over the season. One of the things I really like about the show is like with any show like this, it is an ensemble like joint mm -hmm. in that like he is very clearly the main person in the story but like you have all the other team members yep. and i think they all have very unique personalities they're all interesting in their own rights um the the only real complaints i have about this show is that we have only had 12 episodes with it like this feels like it should have a run like a you know a haiku a yoamushi pedal or right. like something where you're getting like more than just like the intro and like the first game like i want to see like them kind of progress go back to training camp like, have you watched all 12 thing. episodes uh i'm at like episode nine okay or something so i'm like close to the end gotcha yeah i uh, i haven't heard anything about getting a new season i also have not entirely finished it um but uh I, you know, like, I thought it was okay. I wanted more sports elements out of it. Mm -hmm. um, but, and which is unfair of me because, like, <laughs> it is it is a drama more so than it is a sports anime, although it is definitely a sports anime. So I actually disagree with that because okay. uh, I, I think that, see, I'm looking at it as this story is probably going to be told over uh hundred or some odd episodes yeah. so like when you look at it in the context of a long-running sports shonen like that like if you watched just the first 12 episodes of ace of diamond for mm. instance like almost no sport would have happened in that time i i have to disagree with you there though because i feel like it did you know with ace of diamond even though like we didn't get into the koshien in the first 12 episodes i had a very solid like this is where the sports are coming from. Like, yeah. I get it. And it, it that is maybe true. part of that has to do with the fact that I know and love baseball and I don't necessarily know a whole lot about water polo. But again, <laughs> yeah, I had the same thing with volleyball. So, like, with Haikyuu, I don't know shit about volleyball. But by episode 12, I was invested. Yeah, that you know, is true. In a way that I, I haven't really felt with Remain. I, this show lacks... Yes, it does. And and that's, like, one of the things that I go to sports anime for. Yeah, and like I said, that's probably an unfair critique on my end. Because, again, this show is more of a drama than other other sports animes tend to be. It's kind of like the equivalent of, what was that, like, Seinen Boys yeah, High School and, Volleyball 2.43 versus Hike. Yeah, and this is, and that's exactly, that, that reminds me of an excellent point. Like, whereas most... Um, most sports anime does tend to be shonen in demographic. Mm -hmm. This is definitely seinen. 
It's definitely mm. not shonen. And that's probably part of why it feels unfamiliar. Because yeah. it doesn't have, you don't have that main character who's super hyper and who's just like, he's the underdog who just wants to like, wants to get his shot, like he wants mm. to get his chance. The main character is a champion of this sport. And he is dealing with events completely outside of the sport that have affected mm -hmm. his, you know, his his life as a as an athlete. Um, and I think that's a, a, a much different way of approaching a sports anime. And I'm not saying it's bad. Like, I, I do want to give it its full due. Uh, I am going to finish the show. But it just didn't, it didn't hit the way I was expecting yeah. it to. And that's kind of what threw me off a little bit. Well, and you know what I think it is? Part of that is to it goes back to the hype element of it is think about any like traditional sports anime and even within the first few episodes you get something that like really like gets you fired up like yeah. even Ippo when he's just training like yeah. when he's doing the leaves like that's like an exciting thing yeah because you're seeing progression you're seeing yeah. him get better and you better. know in Haikyuu when they're starting out like. You know, there's a lot of friction between the setter and the spiker and all of that. But, like, when they come together and they pull off that, like, move, you're like, yeah, I'm yeah. on board. I'm hype. Let's do this. And there's no moments of that. I, I, there wasn't a point where I felt comfortable in the animator's hands that I was like, they're going to deliver me, like, a good sports match. Right. Because, like, I mean, they don't even get in the pool until, like, the fourth or fifth episode. Mm -hmm. And in case you didn't know, water polo is played in a pool. Yes. Um... Also, side note, uh, if you got uh, a hankering for some pretty boys... Yeah, um, this'll do it. This'll do it. There's lots of abs yeah. on display. Well, I mean, of course, they're they're high school students. <laughs> yes. Who are well known for six packs? I don't know. Um, but anyway, I guess that's we've kind of uh, we've kind of run the course of Remain. Uh, there's not a whole lot more to say about it. Uh, I I don't hate the show. Um I, in fact, I don't, I probably kind of like it a little bit. It's just yeah, not what I, I expect. I really enjoy it. I'm going to keep watching it. Yeah. Um, next up, this is one that's going to be uh, a little divisive on this list, as mm -hmm. it always tends to be. Uh, we have Star Wars Visions. Um, yeah. And it, I would say if you want like our full, full, well, at least my full, full thoughts on it, we have a whole episode on, on Star Wars Visions, um, where I sit down with best boy Jamie and we talk about it. Um, it's, it was good. I liked it. Okay. Um, you know, there's, don't watch the, the English dub of, <laughs> of I think it was the second one. With, yeah. Like, with Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Gordon yeah. Oh God, that song was rough. Um, but some really interesting animation, some really cool, um, lightsaber battles. Like for me, I got to see a whole bunch of anime lightsaber battles and like, that was a win. That's yeah. that's all I needed out of it, and that's what I got. You know, it's it's not the best piece of Star Wars. It's also not the ninth movie. So. Yeah, um, yeah. I only watched like the first three, uh, the first three episodes of it. I will plan pick it up back. Uh, I would encourage point. you to finish but it because you'll. There are ones that you will enjoy. I did really like the first one. The second one, obviously, not so much. Uh, the third one was okay, but the first one did stand out to me just for. A very unique animation style, a really interesting story that it had to tell. It was definitely riffing on a lot of different tropes that are present in different degrees. It's kind of like they took the dials in Star Wars, like you have like 
you have the influences from westerns and you have influences from like classical samurai movies and you have influences from like these kind of this uh, sci-fi and it kind of just like jiggled the dials a little bit and like like okay so we're going to turn up the japanese influences and we're going to like turn the western influences down by a quarter and we're going to turn the sci-fi influences all the way down and like we're going to see what happens you know yes though for those episodes the other ones i think you would think differently about. yeah no i'm specifically just yeah. talking about the first episode yeah no i i think they definitely highlight uh, certain aspects of the kind of star wars world um the the one thing i will say is that i want for you specifically to watch uh the one of the ones trigger did mm -hmm. um because you get to see someone cut a Star Destroyer in half with a lightsaber. In, yeah. In the most, like, it is the most trigger lightsaber battle you could possibly imagine. And that it, sounds like And, trigger. like, if if you want to see that very particular thing, you will not be disappointed. Okay. Absolutely. Um, So, yeah. If you like Star Wars, this is an easy one to check out. It's They're super short. Like, you know, it's... You can knock this out in an afternoon. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's kind of nice to just see something different in that world. Um, oh. I think it this is a much better version than what I hear of uh, What If, like, in terms of Disney's, you know, animated tie-in offerings. Uh, up next, we have Boku no Hero, or My Hero Academia, the movie 3, World Heroes Mission. Yeah. I, I have to be honest. I saw it. I could not tell you what the plot of this movie was. What I do remember is really enjoying the like kind of journey of it because I like there is an aspect of it like that I do remember, which is right. uh, kind of like Deku on the run with another person and and that kind of story has been done so many times in various movies. Like it's like the Born Ultimatum thing, right? Yeah. Um, but I, I thought that they handled it well. Um, of the My Hero movies, I thought that, like, it felt the most, like, a cohesive, like, story that they were telling. Yeah. Um, but not, like, the biggest action. Like, the first one, for me, still stands out as being, like, just an awesome action sequence, which is usually what I want out of my Shonen movies. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I probably remember a little bit more about the plot than you do. Would you care to um, tell us, Best Boy Justin? I mean, I can give you the broad strokes. Basically, the, um, you know, the class, the the core group of My Hero Academia, um, they get sent off to another country to, like, track down um, a villain, and in the process of doing so, uh, Deku runs afoul of this nation's laws, um, while protecting a like kind of like a witness uh, to the to the to the you know what what it is they're looking into, um, and he ends up kind of on the run from like their authorities, but also the villains too, um, and it kind of turns into like a story about um, really like a commentary on like how people should use their powers. And, like, what it means to have these quirks and, you know, these kinds of questions. It was interesting. Like, you know, I, I'm with you. I think that probably the first movie was a much better, uh, much more entertaining movie. But it was still a very good movie. 
Um, I did like some of their outfits, uh, but no, most notably, I didn't. It, the most exciting outfits for me were not their hero outfits because, like, I, I feel like they hyped them up a lot. Like, yeah. look at these, like, their stealth outfits. And, like, I didn't care about that. But then, like, then we got to see, like, uh, Deku, like, dressed up in, like, funny ways, like, while he's on the run. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I'm like, I'm here for these outfits. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Very um, much so. But yeah, overall, it was good. It was worth watching. I'm glad we saw it. Um, but it probably was not the strongest of the uh, My Hero Academia movies. Um, <laughs> up next for something the that... strongest the, of the anime yes, this season. Anime of the year. <laughs> Mother of Goddesses Dormitory. Which we uh, are legitimately debating might be our next anime was a mistake yeah, episode. <laughs> we, I, we should have known... That something was wrong when this one was only available on High Dive. Additionally, there were three releases. Yes. Well, there initially were two, and then they added the third one later. Which was the see-through release. Yeah. The first was the uncut release. Yes. The second was like a a covered release. And then the third, they did a see-through. Which is... Just the weirdest thing I've ever seen. So I, I actually watched the see-through release just to see what that actually meant. For science, yeah, got because, it. Because, like, honestly, I've never heard of anything like that. So I was like, all right, what is this? So it, the basic premise of this story is there's this little boy, which is where it begins being problematic. Mm-hmm. Um, he's basically homeless. And he gets taken in by these college students. Um, They're all female dormitory and he basically becomes their dorm mother. Um, They proceed to be naked around him a lot and also like... Oh, also the boy is homeless. We didn't talk about that. Uh, And and so like they also try and seduce him? A little, yeah. Yeah, it, it is... Highly inappropriate, um, for starters. And and then it's just, like, it's just insanely etchy. There's just, like, naked women all the time. It starts off with just naked women. So, yeah. so we initially saw it in the uncensored version, and it is... Uh, this is on... Barely on the line of not porn, but it's it's straddling it. Yeah, it's right there, dude. Yeah, it's, it's not... It's not isekai reviewers, but it's it's damn it's, close. It's it's trying <laughs> to get as close as it can. Um, and then they released the see-through version, which is literally just an in-between between the censored and uncensored. They How just, do they like, handle the see-through? It's that? it's just like opacity fifty percent. That's so weird. It's very weird. See, like I, was... I wonder what audience that is tailored to, because yeah. you have to pay people to animate that well, when you when when they said when they said see-through release for some reason i thought it would be like okay they're wearing like a sheer like nighty or something instead of just being naked but no it's literally they just make it opaque uh, sort of so you know how they like will cover up nipples with the, with the like, light stream yeah no not with the light stream in this show specifically there's like the one like chaste girl who like is trying to cover everyone up, and she has, like... I've only seen one episode, so... Oh, so she tries to cover... <laughs> I've only seen two. Um, she tries to cover everyone up with, like, kind of, like, these, like... You know those, like, kind of poles that extend out that you can, like, pick up screws with? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, magnet things? Like, one of those, but, like, on the end of it is, like, a silly, like, bear face or something, so she'll, like, slap two of those to cover up someone's, like, nipples so the, like, oh, boy God. doesn't see... 
but they'll do that, but then they'll have it at like opacity 50%. That's, it's that's so, real it's so weird. Um, but yeah, it, it's a super thirsty show. And more than anything, it's just like, it is entirely problematic to have all of this happening to like a 10 year old boy. Yeah. Like he's like an, they are in college and he's in element. No, he's not in elementary school. He's in middle school. This is like called that. But yeah, this is like, if you see this happening, if you see something, say something. Yes. Um, Bing bong. <laughs> and, and with that, I want to transition into a, a surprisingly slightly more wholesome show. And that's uh, girlfriend, ex-girlfriend. Cool. Let's girlfriend, do it. Cross-girlfriend. Cross I've actually talked about this a fair bit on the show. You have. Um, it, the basic premise of it is that you have this main character uh, who has been in love with his like childhood best friend for years. He finally gets up the courage to like ask her out. They're like the popular couple in school. There's this new girl in his class absolutely gorgeous she uh like kind of corners him on the roof one day and professes her love to him mm -hmm. he goes to turn her down because he's like listen you're amazing you this food you made me is like unbelievable you're adorable you're funny i really get along with you but like i just can't i have uh you know a girlfriend already and she's just like so pure so innocent so perfect that he just can't let her down. So he goes and he brings it up to his girlfriend. She's like, get the hell out of here. Absolutely no way. <laughs> uh, and he's like, I just, I can't turn her down. And he's like, just talk to her. And through a series of events, she ends up talking to her and somehow agrees to let him date both of them at the same time. Uh, at which point they then all move in together because this is something that happens in high school. You just, you know, move in with the person you just started dating and your parents are okay with it. I just rolled my eyes <laughs> so hard I need to see an ophthalmologist. And and uh, trust me, I, I recognize how trashy this sounds, but like, weirdly, their thruple is like kind of wholesome to an extent. Okay. Uh, then there is another girl who essentially, like, tries to force her way into their relationship, which, at which point, would essentially turn it into a harem, but they rebuke her at every advance, basically. Mm -hmm. At this point in the story, she hasn't given up, but to my surprise, as much as it looked like it was going to turn into, like, complete trash as opposed to 95% trash. <laughs> you the know, threshold they, is important. Yeah, they they actually managed to just kind of tell a story about a non-traditional, you know, relationship. Um, so it's it's not as high-minded as, <laughs> uh, as all that, but it's also not complete trash. I had fun watching it and I thought it was cute and it has a pretty decent OP too. Well, that's all that matters. If you had fun, yeah, it's it's one that I would say like don't look your down your nose at it. It's not Too like late. <laughs> it's not the most trashy thing out there. Well, you know what else isn't the most trashy thing out there? B roll. B roll. No, <laughs> uh, the Aquatope on white sand. Um, this is one that had completely subverted my expectations uh, for this show in a very delightful way, I should say. Um, I uh, I really like this show. I thought when we first were reading about it and we were, you know, we were putting it on the list for our summer episode, um, I thought it was going to be a slice of life about girls who work at an aquarium. 
And I was very wrong. It's actually, this falls more solidly into the drama category. Um, and it's basically kind of about um, coping with like when, you know, when your dreams in life don't work out and like how you, how we deal with that and coping mechanisms. So like basically the, the main thrust of the first half of the story is um, this girl, Kukuru, she works, Kukuru, um, no, different one. Um, <laughs> She is uh, basically her dream of being an idol has fallen apart and she's like on her way home and her parents are literally planning to throw her a pity party. And she's like, no, I can't fucking do it. So nah, she, dog. she, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, see you later. Um, she ends up going to randomly, like, she sees an advertisement for Okinawa and she just goes. And she ends up at this aquarium. And the girl who works at this aquarium, um, is, you know, really, she really loves this aquarium. She, it's run by her grandfather. Um, and she has very deep attachment to it, but it's closing down. It's basically they're out of money. Um, they can't keep it open anymore. They can't afford to pay for the repairs that it needs. Um, so basically like this is the last summer of this, um, this aquarium before they close it down and they're, they're letting her be like the assistant director, um, to, you know, to, to run it until it's time for it to close down. And she kind of see, she's in denial a little bit about what's happening. Like her, like the, you know, she keeps trying like all of these, like, uh, all of these plans and schemes that she can come up with to keep it open. But like the reality of it is, and everyone around her realizes this in like, even she realizes it to an extent, but she won't accept it. The place is going to close. This sounds um, heartbreaking. It really kind of is. So like <laughs> Kukuru kind of really becomes attached to her because she like recognizes something. I think I might be having their names mixed up, but whatever. Um, the, the, she kind of, she sees a little bit of herself in in the, oh, the she, other girl. She's watching this other person's dreams die exactly. in front she, basically, of them. Basically she's like, oh, I, that just happened to me. I, I see what's happening here. I'll, I'll be here to catch you when, I <laughs> when mean, you fall. kind of, yeah. So it's basically like, you know, she's she just wants to kind of be there for her new friend and like um and you know the story could have absolutely ended there and i thought it did uh until i saw that they just kept going and i was like what and then it kind of picks back up um you know it's gonna pick back up in the uh, in the fall season um with her you know the aquarium is closed um you know i already told you that's gonna happen it's very obvious to you after the first or second episode so it's not a spoiler but um she is kind of uh, getting used to this new life in this new job where she is basically facing the challenges of the real world for like the first time without the buffer that is like her grandparents and her friends and her like her family unit um, used to provide for her. So she's like learning. So, so this, you mentioned this to me before, but this is the part of the story that I find like most interesting because like what you were describing to me was like the first aquarium she worked in was like basically her family ran and all of the yeah. people who worked there had worked there for years and she yeah, grew these up are, around. These and, are people she grew up around and they, they want her to succeed and they support her and they care about her. So when she's like running all of this stuff, like she feels like she knows what she's doing. But then once she gets out into the real world, she realizes that, you know, she kind of had this like, you know, soft pillow. Like, right. Yeah. Her. And like, I don't want to, um, I don't want to give away too much, but I will say that like the job that she ends up doing is not the job she thought she'd be doing. Um, and she has to kind of come to grips with that. She has to come to grips with the fact that in the new place where she works, 
not everybody likes her. Not everybody is going to go out of their way to help her succeed. She has to deal with the realities of, like, this of life at work. This story sounds super real. <laughs> it, and it really is in a lot of ways. Um, and, you know, I just think that this show, uh, it has a lot to offer for anyone who's fan a fan of a solid, like, kind of drama um, it has a lot to offer for anyone who is a fan of beautiful animation because, like, the aquarium I hate scenes. Beautiful animation. Get yeah, it out of right? my face. Gone. Uh, the aquarium scenes are just absolutely gorgeous. Uh, one of the very few examples of how you can do CGI right uh, with a show. Um, and it's just, you know, it's just a really beautiful story, really interesting characters. The development is very satisfying. Um, and I think, you know, I, I highly encourage everyone to give it a shot. Um, the yeah, would that's you really... say? Would you say the same thing about the next show? Um, actually, not. You know, I it, it kind of. Uh, okay. No, I, I have different things to say about this show. The next show is called Gambare Doki Chan, um, and this is an interesting kind of show that we don't really have. You don't really see very often, and I I, I would like to maybe see it a little bit more. Where this show is all five minute episodes. They're very quick. Um, but they're, they use their time very wisely. Mm. Um, and basically this is a, a rom-com show. It's about uh, a girl who has a crush on her coworker. Um, and she kind of is trying to like, to like get her coworker to like notice her. And like all the while, like she has her, you know, her her kohai who is also like you know attractive and is like trying to like steal him away and like her boss who is like uh you know she's worried about her stealing him away and it's like kind of one of those very light interesting shows but it's interesting the way that this show manages to tell a story in five minutes mm. so like it's not obviously it's not super plot heavy it can't be you only have five minutes but with that time that it does have, it gets across so much information about the world that they live in. So like, it has to kind of uh, it has to kind of compress world building into just a couple of minutes. And I think it's interesting uh, an interesting way of going about it. As far as the visuals are concerned, uh, the clothing is what really stands out in this. So show. this is where I'm gonna jump. Yeah, in go ahead. Because I want to fill in a, a little bit of backstory about the the artist of the show. Um, the other uh, show that they are known for is Miru Tights. Yeah. Um, which from what I understand is kind of a similar sort of deal, but specifically what this artist does is they kind of draw office attire in subtly sexy ways. Yeah. And, and that is their thing. Like that's what they do. Um, they have an entire show devoted to how tights look on people. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that kind of aesthetic is also brought to this show when it comes to how they're dressed. It's very much a show where you could, regardless of the plot, you could just go sit and watch and enjoy in, I, I, I hesitate to say like sexual, but like some sort of like. It's definitely, okay, it's, 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 et it's etchy in a way that is not 
It's not etchy in that it's, it's full, full nudity. Yeah, or like it's, but it's like for people who want to see like cute girls in office attire. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's it's telling a kind of story about um, not even a story. Like it's it's definitely designed for people who appreciate certain things. Uh, who and it the way it handles it is really interesting. It yeah. doesn't go full on like. Like super super yeah, high is not sex like drive mode, panty shots, cleavage. Yeah. The, and, and don't get me wrong, there is stuff. fan service in this show. It does exist, but like it's the way that it manages to tell to be an etchy it's, experience it without is a kink. Yeah, I would say and, yeah, but yeah. Not in not in the kind of like judgmental way you're probably thinking. Mm. Of, you know, like you know. BDSM and all that sort of stuff, no. but it is like someone who appreciates that very specific sort of thing. Yeah, and I think this, uh, you know, this show does um, it does fill a niche that, um, you know, I people people who are into that sort of thing will appreciate. Um, I I definitely appreciate it, just mainly from like I'm enamored with the way it tells its story in such a short period of time, mm. and I think that there are a lot of manga that I read. That I know will never get an anime, but might fit this format, you know? Mm -hmm. So, like, I would like to see maybe this format become a little bit more common mm -hmm. um, for smaller works or for works that are highly episodic and don't necessarily need um, to have, like, these full 20-minute long episodes to tell its story. Um, kind of like how when you have, um, when you have a show like um, My Senpai is Annoying, which mm -hmm. we're going to talk about later... But um, where it has, it, instead it has of like... a through line, but it's it, pretty much episodic. Exactly. Even within an episode, it has like this story and then this story and then this story. And like they are separate, but still mm -hmm. somewhat connected. But you could, very much like that. Yeah. And you could take a show like that that maybe doesn't have as high of a um, an audience appeal as My Senpai is Annoying or Comey. And, but also has le like fewer, fewer chapters... And you could make a season of five, twelve, five episode long, Isn't, uh, five minute uh, long episodes to, to Isekai kind Isekai of... Quartet also a short show. Isekai Quartet is a short show. It's a little bit longer than this one though. They're okay. like ten minutes, um, okay. but is also an example of something like this. Um, these more short form anime uh, episodes that I would like to see a little bit more of, um, and I think this one does it well. Um, the ending it kind of sticks the landing. It doesn't get too much into like. Um, into the territory where it's like, oh, like, I want to see more. Like, I think it ends in just the right spot. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, maybe if you got five five minutes, give this one a shot, you know? Yeah. Um, next up, we have one that I unfortunately cannot recommend quite as highly. <laughs> uh, and that is The Detective is Already Dead. Um, this one, I wanted to like it. I was interested. I was intrigued in the story. It had uh, a lot of hype going into it. It had a lot of hype. The first episode was pretty good, but it never really delivers on that hype. I, I think I ended up watching like maybe four or five episodes and like it became, and it became very quickly, extremely formulaic. And it was just like, it started off with a premise that was so interesting and I wanted to learn more about it. And then by the, like, whatever the last episode I watched of it was, the fourth or the fifth, I was like, I know this story, I've seen this story a million times, I'm not interested in it. Like, it basically follows um, the story of this guy, he's an assistant to a great detective, um, and she dies. 
Spoiler alert, it's in the title. Um, <laughs> no, you've ruined I it. Ruined the, I ruined the story of the of the anime that's called Check's Notes. The detective is already dead. It's in the title. But I didn't know that the detective would actually be already dead. Well, why did you think we lied? Um, anyway, so like, you know, the detective dies and he kind of has to deal with like his like feelings of like, oh, I'm not good enough to be an actual detective. I'm just an assistant. And then like he runs into this girl who you know has this i'm not going to give it away in case anybody does want to watch it but she has this attachment to the original detective that is interesting but also very silly and then he just keeps running into people who have very similar attachments to this detective and like uh as far as i can tell learning to become a great detective in his own right but i didn't stick around long enough for me to to get to that point um, but you know, I just, uh, I just couldn't get through it. You know, the story was, it wasn't enough. It didn't carry. And I was disappointed about that, you know, cause it did have a lot of hype and I was excited for it and it just did not deliver. Um, and that happens sometimes Can't and it makes all. me sad. Can't win them all. Or That's right. Best them. <laughs> or any of them ever at all. Uh, next up we have remake our life, which also falls into kind of a similar trap but I am more willing to revisit this one than I am uh, The Detective is Already Dead because I think it probably gets better. But for where I was at with it, it just I couldn't I couldn't justify sticking with it when there were so many other really great things to watch that season. Um, also, and... unnecessary edgy. At least in the first episode. Do you remember the yogurt scene? Oh, yeah, the yogurt scene. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, the yogurt scene was a bit much. Um, it... This show is interesting because it also had a 40-minute uh, opening yeah, episode. Um, the I I only saw the first episode of it. It was an interesting plot. You know, it's kind of like, you know, what if you get a second chance? Go back and, you know, do things how you wanted to. Um, it just, you know, it, it was interesting. It just wasn't, you know, enough to grab my yeah and you know I, I ended up watching i think probably like four episodes of this one and like i feel like i could sense the like the real plot of the story starting to pick up around where i kind of had to leave it uh, because again there was so much good stuff going on that se uh, that season that i couldn't justify like giving this one another episode after you know four episodes of like oh you're almost there um but like I don't know. I would be willing to revisit it, like, if someone out there was like, like, no, this show was really good, you should give it a shot. Like, I would revisit it at some point, but um, it just I, didn't have enough to carry. And it. I also didn't really hear that was the case with this no, one. No, me neither. Um, but, you know, like... Uh, let I, us I, know if we're missing out. Yeah, let us know. I mean, I wanted to, like, the premise to, of it is interesting to me. Like, oh, like... Uh, you know, you just wake up one day and it's like you have all your memories, but you're in the past. What do you do? Like, you know, like, how do you fix everything? Like, uh, and what are the ramifications of that? But it, like, never gets into the interesting parts of those questions. Yeah. All it ever gets into is like, whoa, I'm young again, dude, this is great. And it's like, okay, <laughs> but like, like, give me the philosophical ramifications yeah, yeah. of this. And I feel like maybe some of that is starting to creep up, like, at the end of where the fourth episode leaves off. But it just, it wasn't enough. I just had to be like, okay, I need to get rid of this. Like, I need more time to watch Dragon Maid. Um, <laughs> and Mother of Goddess Dormitory. <laughs> um... But yeah, uh, that pretty much wraps it up for our summer section.
Bing bong. It's fall. <laughs> I knew it was coming and I still wasn't ready for it. Um, I am stoked to talk about fall anime.